just been home tonight. Gonna turn it up, please. Hey, it's your man Ben Sorrell with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing all right. Chicago. We're going to jump on that. Disturbing details released after Cook County grandparents charged in girl's death. She's out of it. Park Forest, Illinois. New disturbing details were released Monday after a five-year-old girl died of injuries sustained from child abuse last week in suburban Park Forest. Clint L. Woods, 62 years old, and Lisa Jones, a 57-year-old, are charged with first-degree murder. According to prosecutors, in March of this year, L. Woods was visiting his daughter and granddaughter, five-year-old Jada Moore, in Georgia. L. Woods' daughter said she had fallen on hard times and needed to find a place for Moore to live while she worked on getting a job, all right? Let me read that again because there was some type of noise in the upstairs and shit. According to prosecutors, in March of this year, Elwoods was visiting his daughter and granddaughter, five-year-old Jada Moore in Georgia. Elwoods' daughter said she had fallen on hard times and needed to find a place for Moore to live while she worked on getting a job. That's when Elwoods offered to make more back to Illinois, take more. That's when Elwoods offered to take more back to Illinois with him while his daughter looked for a job. According to prosecutors, Moore had no marks, scars or bruises on her body when she left her mother in March. In March, Elwoods returned from vacation to his home. Elwoods returned from vacation to his home with his granddaughter, and she began residing with both of him and his wife, Miss Jones, who live in Park Forest. At 10.50 p.m. on July 15th, Elwoods called 911 and asked for an ambulance. He allegedly told 911 operator, I was beating my little granddaughter, and now she's out of it. Police arrived on the scene and located the victim lying on the couch completely nude. Both Elwoods and Jones were present at the time. Officers began CPR and she was transported to an area hospital and then Comas and then Comas Children's Hospital, where she was pronounced dead in July 15th. Officers executed a search warrant on Elwoods and Jones house and located a belt, a pair of children's shorts with underwear inside, both were soiled, and a notarized letter from the girl's mother giving them custody for school and medical decisions. The letter was dated April 5th, 2023. Officers also recovered a calendar from the refrigerator that still had June 2023 displayed. It detailed four separate dates in which the victim allegedly soiled herself. Soiled herself. Like the dirt soil. Jones allegedly provided a detailed statement to, to police saying that both of them had been beaten more as early as one month after she came to live with them. She said that both she and Elle was 
would use a belt, shoe, and their hands to strike more. According to preliminary information from an autopsy conducted on Sunday, the medical examiner notated bruises, abrasions, and scars all over the victim's body, including her head, face, necks, her face, neck, arm, legs, chest, back, and buttocks area. The bruises, abrasions, and scars were consistent with a pattern of ongoing behavior as the wounds were in various stages of healing. Prosecutors stated, the medical examiner also noted that there were more wounds to the back of the body than the front. The belt recovered from Elwood's and Jones' home was compared to wounds on the victim's body and is consistent with some of the pattern injuries, prosecutors stated. The medical examiner notated that the internal avulsion pockets or contusion pockets, collections of blood and sub, um, subtaneous tissue or muscle were in Moore's back, buttocks, and legs. Avulsion pockets are commonly seen in car accidents, injuries due to the force required to cause such an injury. You got it, people? The medical examiner said the avulsion pockets are indicative of more losing blood into the soft tissue and are more dangerous in children due to their overall lower volume of blood. Prosecutors say the girl also suffered subdural hematoma, bleeding in the area between the brain and skull, and there were signs of victim's brain uh, Hernerating. The injury suffered to Moore's brain would have rendered her unresponsive quickly from the time the injury occurred. The injury would have required substantial force to be exerted upon her, prosecutor stated. Moore's death was ruled as a homicide by multiple injuries due to child abuse. Damn, that is crazy. So... The grandparents are charged of this. You see what I'm saying? Clint L. was 60, 62 years old and Lisa Jones, 57 years old, are charged with first-degree murder. This is in Park Forest, Illinois, in the Chicago area, right? You know, so... um. According to the prosecutors in March of this year, Elwoods was visiting his daughter and granddaughter, five-year-old Jada Moore. That's the little girl that died. They are, she originally is from Georgia, I believe, all right? Elwood's daughter said she had fallen on hard times and needed to find a place for Moore to live while she worked on getting a job. That's when Elwoods offered to take... Um, Mora, his granddaughter, back to Illinois with him while his daughter looked for a job. So I reiterated for you so you can understand what's going on. Very sad story. I will have updates on more. I'm pretty sure they're going to have some more updates because this is major headlines on goddamn Chicago news and stuff. So once I get the updates, we will follow through. Sad story. Didn't like, I don't like talking about this, but. I am forced to do it because this is what the people told me to do. They want to be aware. And since I'm providing the service, 
I'm going to do it. So, painful to do it, but got to do it. People, you have to be aware. All right. Okay, let's see what's next. Chicago. Let's see. Illinois Supreme Court to rule on safety act regarding cash bail elimination. All right. With a 71-year-old Maryland karate instructor arrested for child sex abuse. What the fuck, man? This is the only news that a motherfucker could get today, bro. Indiana couple awarded nearly $44 million for injuries in 2016 semi-truck crash. That's good. What else they got for me, man? The, I already covered the Chicago kitten killer. The guy that put kittens in the microwave and stuff. And he killed them. All right, let's see. Uh, tornado's been hitting state. The tornado state. Illinois emerges as new hot spot for twisters defying traditional patterns. Is fueling the rise of Chicago large-scale teen takeovers. I talked about that in a segment. I already talked about something like that. I most definitely did. Uh, but the tornadoes are kind of unusual. That's hitting on um, the Illinois state. So let's see what's going on with that. All right, let's see what's popping with that. Yeah. The Prairie State could soon be known as the Tornado State. So far this year, Illinois has seen the most tornadoes in the United States and the most severe weather events. In news uh, sources, special reports, Chief Meteorologist Emily Walls explained what's going on. There's a new trend storm chasers are following. It shows Tornado Alley isn't the only hot spot for this major weather event. One of the things that we are noticing is that there's been a decreasing trend, a decreasing trend, decreasing number of tornadoes in the Great Plains and an increase in the places further to the east and the mid-south and portions of the Midwest, said Dr. Victor Jensen. Associated, associate Professor of Meteorology at Northern Illinois University. Jensen is also a storm chaser and one of the first meteorologists to report a shift in the frequency of where tornadoes are touching down in the U.S. He and a team of other weather experts first noticed this trend in 2018. Five years later, they say it's still swirling. So it's a very interesting trend. And then the issue becomes how to explain that trend. Jensen, stated, we don't know. We think some of its climate change. You heard that, y'all? We think some of it is climate change. We think some of, it, some of it is the central plains drying out, becoming a more desert-like, arid climate. And places further to the west see more rainfall. The shift, Jensen helped discover focus on the number of EF2 and stronger tornadoes now occurring outside the traditional tornado alley. Places like northern Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, and Arkansas. So when a tornado happens in these areas east of the Mississippi River, 
east of the Mississippi River, we see more impact, more hazards, right? Because there's more people, there's more targets, there's more assets for these storms to hit, he stated. The tornado that tore through suburban Chicago in June 2021 was an EF3. It left a heavy trail of destruction in Woodridge and, and Naperville. The devastation here is unbelievable. It's one of, those, one of those things you don't expect it in your neighborhood, one Woodridge resident said at the time. For Illinois, Jensenny said it's seen an increase of about three more strong tornadoes every decade. Tornadoes are relatively rare. It's very rare to be hit by a tornado in downtown Chicago. But when you start aggregating over a decade and increase in two or, or three or four in a decade is a pretty big increase, Jensenny stated. What is really noticeable in Illinois, especially this year, is more EF zeros and more EF one tornadoes. They can still cause loss of life and property. In fact, there's several documented cases of the EF zero and ones causing casualties. Jensini stated. Right. A March 31st storm brought 16 low level tornadoes across the northern Illinois. All but one one of them were EF ones or EF zeros. Four people died and dozens were injured. That includes at least 40 concert goers who were at the Apollo Theater in Belvedere when an EF-1 caused the roof to collapse. They acted quickly to remove the breeze from the people because people were trapped under the breeze, said Dan Zachard, Boone County Emergency Management Director. So far this year, Illinois has seen at least 100 tornadoes on all levels of the enhanced Fujita, the Fujita scale. And right, the world look like Fiji water, but it's Fujita scale. There's nearly double the number the state typically sees, according to the National Weather Service. There's nearly double the number that the state typically sees. While the number of tornadoes we see each year is expected to keep increasing, Jensini says climate change will only be partly to blame. There's more assets for these, there's way more assets for these storms to hit. So as we go forward over the next, oh my goodness, hey, when this shit do that, shit blanked out on me and shit. So as we go forward over the next 50 to 100 years, we will see regardless of climate change, more and more tornado disasters because of this increase in the human footprint and the human built environment. Case in point, Jensini and his fellow researchers estimate if a tornado today took the same track as one did in 1990 through Plainfield, the damage would be 10 times worse, which I know that's true. So if there are more existing homes and more low-level tornadoes happening, what can you do to make your house tornado resistant? One of the biggest things people can do right off the bat is look at their garage door, said University of Illinois climate specialist Dwayne Friend. 
the garage is one of the most suspect susceptible areas on the house. Friend says garage doors can be the first point to give way on a house during a tornado because heavy winds can access it pretty easily. All right. Mr. Friend says garage doors can be the first point to give away on a house during a tornado because heavy winds can access it pretty easily. So it could get torn off your house real quick. That's why he says having a garage door that is insulated is a good idea. That type of door is heavier and less likely to give away to strong winds. Oh, I misspoke. Okay, so let me repeat that again. Let me reiterate it because I misquote. I said the wrong information. Mr. Friend says, all right, Dwayne Friend, Illinois climate specialist from the University of Illinois. The garage is one of the most susceptible areas on the house. That means it's a, it's a strong door. You need a... I don't know if they got like um, people in Chicago, they got like basements and stuff like that. But I think the basement is the best place to go when a tornado hits. So friend, Mr. Friend says garage doors can be the first point to give way on a house during a tornado because heavy winds can access it pretty easily. That's why he says having a garage door that is insulated is a good idea. That type of door is heavier and less likely to give away to strong winds. Mr. Friends also said there are hurricane-proof garage. There are hurricane-proof garage doors. The roof would be the second thing that can go. And what will happen with the garage as the garage fills up with air and that pressure increases, that's when the roof on the garage goes off. The good news is roofs have to be replaced on a regular basis. Anyway, the typical design life of a roof is maybe 15 to 25 years, said Mark Levitin, lead researcher with the U.S. Commerce Department's National Windstorm Impact Reduction Program. All right, Mr. Levitin says, when it's time to replace your roof, you should ask your contractor about these steps. So we're going to do two things. We're going to put the ring shank nails to hold the roof deck down better. And we're going to put peel and seal tape on all of the joints, he stated. Levitin says that tape will help keep water from damaging your roof. If possible, Levitin also suggests having your contractor use hurricane clips to reinforce the connection between the rafters and the top of the wall. You know what I'm saying? I made sure I read that very clear so the people that needs to listen to this has the transparency. That's what I'm about, all right? Despite all that, Jensenny says the most important tornado safety safety step you can take is this. I think it's really prepping yourself before prepping your home. That really is the most important. Have a way to receive watches and warnings and have a plan of action. You can't wait for the house to be falling down around you before you take action. You need to know what to do when these situations occur, Mr. Jensini stated. 
While we tend to focus a lot on tornadoes happening, especially during severe weather seasons, April to June, the reality is a tornado can happen anywhere in the U.S. and it can happen at any time of the year. For more information on how to make your house tornado resistance, visit the University of Illinois Windstorm Mitigation Manual. All right. Visit the University of Illinois Windstorm Mitigation Manual. Right, people? Ladies and gentlemen, I done gave you something so you can research and do your due diligence so you can protect yourself and your family and your most precious asset, your property. All right? Your tornado state. All right? That has become Illinois emerges as a new hotspot for twisters define traditional patterns all right see what i'm saying i never seen a tornado i think i think there was one happening and i was in but i think i was inside the house when it popped off but i ain't actually seen it i heard something you know i heard something crazy it was like Whoa! it was like like somebody looked like it was trying to rip my goddamn door open but when when that bad rain, this happened like last year, but the neighbors told me it was a tornado. I like, for real, I thought it was just a wind. But it was strong, though, because I was in the room. I think I was playing video games or something. I think I was playing 2K or some shit. But it was raining real bad. And then it was like raining on and off. And then all of a sudden, it was late night, too. I, I ain't gonna forget because the wind was kind of strong, but I didn't know it was a tornado till the neighbors till the next day, when the neighbors told me it was a tornado. I was like, for real, and then you could hear the wind. <laughs> the building started shaking, and then that shit started flying everywhere. I ain't, I didn't know it was a tornado, but that's the only experience that I had. But anyway, this is your man Ben Sparrow with Thinking Out Loud. Subscribe to my YouTube, which is Box Benji. You can follow me on Instagram, Box Benji. That's B O X B E N J I. And I am very active on goddamn TikTok. That is underscore murder envy. That is underscore M U R D E R E N V as in Victor I I. You heard that? Holla at you later, player. One love. Want to make a podcast? Spotify got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. And here how it works. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can get started today. Then you can get it distributed, your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take a conversation with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. 
Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, it took my talent to a whole nother level. And I'm happy about that. I feel like I have options like video podcasts and Q&A polls that lets me be creative on another level. I highly recommend it. You give it a try. Download Spotify for podcasters on your app store or go to the www.spotify.com podcasters to get started.